It's the bonus episode for the con man. And usual thing, I think, first and foremost, is dealing with the book covers. So we'll make sure that these are on the, uh, at least on the Twitter feed, if you want to look at them. There's been so many different editions of McBain books over the years that um, it's nice to look at the various ones. And tonight's uh, one of the times when we've all got different copies mm. of these things. I will just say, as an aside, I was looking at what what versions of these books were available to buy new now. And the people that are publishing them now are actually an imprint of Amazon Publishing. And the covers are horrible. Mm, and I don't know whether it's just that you can only buy them through Amazon and they print them on demand or something like that. I don't know how that mm. works, really. Mm. But I looked at the blurb on the back of Cop Hater and it says something about a sniper being on the loose. Really? So, well, it, they haven't even read the book then because it's not a sniper. Uh, that's terrible. <laughs> He's not gunning down police from rooftops. Oh, no. He's literally going up to them and shooting them with a big gun. That's like a, a terrible lack of respect for what are actually really great books. So that, that's quite sad. Yeah, I do. And I think possibly McBain's uh, legacy is, is sort of damaged by the lack of availability of, of the 87th Precinct series. Because, you know, much as it's nice to go hunting out for the old copies, and we, mm. which we've all done, and, you know, we've got this sort of lovely um, patchwork of different editions that we all own. Oh, yeah. To a new reader who likes to buy them and is is, is interested in them. Yeah, those are the ones. Steve-O's showing me them, uh, yeah, the graphic they, they, of them. They're they not very fairly, interesting. Uh, they look fairly uh, unimaginative, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Unlike the ones that we've got in our hands here. So, Morgan, yours is the earliest edition, I think, that we've got here, isn't it? So what year's yours from? Uh, it was, mine it is, costs two and six, anyway. Two shillings and sixpence. Mine is actually the original um, Penguin uh, paperback from 1957. It's the first, first UK edition. Excellent stuff. Um, and it, it features... A quite nice sort of stylized New York ish uh, city skyline, and then a, an also stylized female hand with a little um, little red heart, which obviously, if you've read the book, makes a lot more sense than it does otherwise. And a little eighty seventh pre- precinct underneath. Um, it, it, it it's pretty classy, like you'd expect sort of um, penguin crime books from the fifties to, to look. Ones. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a beautifully designed little book. Although I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to check your date of publication. Is it not nineteen sixty three? Um, it, it certainly says um, first. Oh, it, it is. Sorry, uh-huh. I'm, I'm such a moron. And the, um, first published in Great Britain, nineteen sixty three. It is the first first, first penguin edition. Yeah. edition. yeah, you're absolutely right. And the reason I know is because I've got a later <laughs> uh, edition where it was reprint, reprinted twice in nineteen seventy seven by uh, by Penguin, and I have one. And they've they've moved away from the green spine for the crime mm. novels at this point, but it has got. Now, if I describe <laughs> mine, it has got a New York skyline. With a lady's hand in the front, coming out of what appears to be the water. So descriptively, it's almost exactly the same yep. as yours. The difference is, the original edition has some really nice, intriguing graphic art, yep. whereas mine has sort of crappy photography. <laughs> yeah. And they miss off the little heart thing, which I think adds a really nice touch on on that one. Definitely, yeah. Although they've kept the colour of the heart, I think possibly use that to colour in the title on my edition. And what my edition has is the 87th Precinct Mystery badge on it as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which I have since used to develop a new little icon logo thing to use on our yeah, stuff. Which is cool. Mm. But, yeah, I did, yeah, sorry about getting the date wrong, but I don't. Well, didn't read it properly, did I? 
Uh, he was speaking to a man who had the copyright notice in front of him as well. Um, yeah, Can't it, get away uh, with that all the time. So it was in quite good condition for a 60-year-old paperback. As it turns out, it's only like 50-odd years old. So, well, um... so it's, yeah, it's in awful condition. <laughs> <laughs> Dreadful. <laughs> Mine would have cost you 60p in the... Uh, what in a the, con. The decimalisation era. Like, I, you know, for two and six, it's a good book, but for 60p, <laughs> God's sake... And so we leap forward for Steve-O's copy. Well, yeah, I've got the, the same edition that I've had for the first um, three as well. So this, the, I bought four together at the time, I remember. The Orion editions. Yeah, the uh, the Orion 599-2003. So, yes, on the front, the Mac tattoo, but on somebody's arm. So in the wrong place. So, yeah. <laughs> Great. Laid on top of... A uh, hundred dollar bill, of which and there is no a, reference to in the book, and a plastic evidence bag. Well, we can assume that some of them were used at some point. Yeah. So it's great they put so much effort into these things, isn't it? And just try and make sure blood, they're totally relevant. Blood and... or tea or coffee dripped over um, the <laughs> photo of the arm. The three main fluids that the police deal with, and uh, yeah. So yeah, fairly unimaginative. They're fairly nice as they they're come. Right, they're all right, the Orion just... editions. I mean, they, they, they were the yeah. main ones for a long time. I think, yeah, so. they were. Yeah, so. they're, they're not bad. I've got loads of those, and they're they're, they're absolutely fine. But, but for next uh, for the next one, I think I've got some more interesting older editions. Yeah, the first four, yes. Yeah, so I have a horrible same. feeling. My for the next one, mine's like some terrible thing that came on the front of a magazine. Oh, excellent! But, uh, so that's gonna be a laugh. Yeah. Now the one thing that we failed to really discuss in the main podcast and we should discuss for two reasons is Teddy Carella's role in the book but well not necessarily a role in the book but her role in the TV episode mm. because she has a lot to do with how the book plays out and how mm. the, the jeopardy and the, the the stakes are ramped up for the police force at the end but the actress you were pleased to find out about in the 87th Precinct TV series well yeah G- G- Gina Rollins Gina um, Rollins um, who I, I'm mainly aware of as sort of like quite a sort of uh, well-renowned uh, art house uh, actress um, for, from the works of like John Cassavetes and, and things like that. I had no idea that she'd ever played Teddy Carell, so that's fantastic. Now, what's your take on Cassavetes? <laughs> Definitely either a misogynist or a genius. Yes, one of the or two. Or possibly both. Yeah. Messiah? <laughs> Maybe not that. Uh, uh, I, I do enjoy him in Rosemary's Baby, though. Indeed, indeed. Mm. He's very good in that. It's a bit funny that she was cast there in, in, in that because she doesn't look like Teddy Carello is described in the book. And Not I know that obviously... She's got dark hair in the books, hasn't she? Absolutely. Yeah, signif- Raven, raven-haired beauty. Yeah. Significantly so. And I think also the reason that the tattoo that features in the story, she gets a little black tattoo, is because mm. it's supposed to match her hair as much mm. as anything. Absolutely, yeah. It's like her signifier is that she's not just the blonde beauty that you would mm. expect in these stories, the sort of stylized, typical type of thing. She's yeah. this... She's this intriguing and complex woman right. who's uh, who's got this particular look about her as well, as well as being a deaf mute, which right. brings all its other challenges and ways of telling the story. So, it was yeah, it was interesting to see Gina Rollins. It was interesting to see the um, I, I didn't know about her Cassavetti's art house film links there. It was a good cast in general, as we said. Robert Lansing, very good. Um, I can't wait till we get on to discussing uh, the Columbo links because I love Columbo and it seems like there's so many links with Ed McBain. There's some very direct ones and I I need to sort of 
do a uh, terrifying like mind map with bits of string and pictures <laughs> on a wall like like a maniac might do in a in a in a film about a maniac mm. linking all these things together because well, I reckon there's loads of things if you were to do like a um, another 87th um, precinct series and you could have uh, anyone from dead or alive Patrick Magoon as the deaf man he'd be oh, amazing can you imagine he? Oh, blimey, Steve, oh. you've blown my oh, mind. Oh, no, yeah. That's, oh. that's absolutely... Oh. We've yet to get on to the deaf man who's... Oh, uh, that, that, that's, that's going to be a, a good episode when we, when we get there. We, get we're about... Oh, I think we're not about... a million miles eight, away from eight eight when it, maybe yeah. away from it, something like that. Might not even be that far off. Yeah, I think I'd have to look at my list, which I'm not going to do now. No. But the deaf man is definitely, definitely <laughs> worth waiting for. And Patrick really McGoon as a deaf man, that is... Would oh, be tremendous. If only we could manipulate time, space, who, the media industry. <laughs> who then would be a good modern equivalent for the deaf man? Hmm, that's a, that's, <laughs> an even, that's a tricky. My problem is I have a terrible recollection for for actors who are around. Mm. So it would be nice to. Maybe we'll open this question up to the world. Not that I, so I expect necessarily anyone maybe to, we can, to answer us. Maybe we can have a think for for next time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. See, yeah. What about Carella or it, exactly? And uh, well, I will just say actually, this is something that a well, this is sort of a question submitted by a listener in mm. that um, uh, avid listener and fan Lorraine Ramage asked, <laughs> if you were casting it now, would you necessarily? have everyone the same race that they are in the books is could you make Corella black or or you know east asian could you do that now or would you have to do it as the book says because obviously we're invested in the characters from the books and they're the ramming home of their characteristics in every mm. every story the descriptive things would it matter if if uh, Maya Maya was you know not jewish but was a, or was a woman even yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's always, Would yeah, they be it's then the same characters? I suppose. That, that, that's that's the question. I mean, the more you move away, the more it becomes something different. I would say. But well, that's true. Not necessarily wrong, but just all right. But just I different. I think sometimes it's it's you, you're creating something different. But it's the job of a of a good casting director, director, producer to sort mm. of have the confidence to do that sort of thing sometimes, mm. and I then the so, audience yeah. often will receive that as absolutely a positive thing. It's like the Doctor Who argument yeah, yeah. and having everyone mm. going, oh, well, Doctor Who's just a man and he's white. It's like, well... Who's the next James Bond? Oh, a James Bond type thing. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. sometimes it just takes someone to be bold enough to, to just recognise that this huge percentage of other people on the planet, you know, whether it's gender-based or race-based, ha- are... I suppose as equally skilled or more skilled for the job that's been particularly advertised. Mm. I suppose when you've got all of the ensemble introduced, though, you've got the black cop, the wom- the the female cop, the Italian American cop, the Jewish cop. You've got the young cop. You've got the tall, handsome cop. You've got the uh, misogynist yeah, cop. It, you've it, got it, the fat of, cop. You've got the. Um, I guess like McBain, like you've introduced got, these different characters for different reasons, and he he was trying to represent. So you've got one of all these different. So if I mean, the entire po- point po- is they're all there yeah, somewhere. Like yeah. possibly, so. possibly to a modern reader, it might even seem like almost clumsy the way he does yeah. that. But probably at the time, like it was like fairly bold to like try and actually make it a really multicultural kind of. Um, Precinct, really. Yeah, you yeah, think he was trying to represent the city that he saw Definitely, growing up? Yeah, 
Absolutely. Uh, which when, New York. Is it Hernandez? Is it the... Um, mm. um, yeah, the Hispanic uh, yeah. cop who's in... He must be coming up quite soon because they're quite it, early it, novels that he's um, involved does in. Does he crop up in Lady, Lady, I Did It? Uh, can't possibly remember, before but, that. Yeah, quite that's early good, That's going to be a good one. Mm. Well, I think... Yeah, so, yeah, in, in changing them, as, as these books work, I don't think it really changes anything because their entire point is that they're there and representative of the population at the time. Oh. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's certainly... So if you were to change one, you'd have to change somebody elsewhere, if you see what I mean. Oh, yeah, well, it's possible, yeah. Would be my view. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting mm-hmm. point, though, and it's obviously something that a lot of, of uh, productions wrestle with now. So you I can think. tell Lorraine that if she's listening. <laughs> if she's listening, <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, let's have a think about casting choices because it's. Yeah, it's, you'd need to. Yeah, long uh, hard uh, deliberation. Yeah, let, let, let's all have our, our cast ready for next time. Yeah, we'll do our homework, and I'll start my uh, terrifying uh, maniac's pinboard of links to Columbo. Amazing. <laughs> I always knew this is how my life was going to pan out. <laughs> and wheel it in. Wheel it in on the board. We might have to do that as a live video broadcast. <laughs> we'll have to, yeah, do it like that. Fantastic. Okie dokie. So, I think that's enough from our bonus episode. So, until next time. From from, 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 from me from, to from, there. <laughs> and from, from there to me. To uh, you. Uh, and over here. Good Till evening. then. <laughs> Goodbye. See you.